Your Unicorp free trial has ended. Be sure to browse our other goods and services while you decide on your subscription type. Uh, Adam, have you had your daily recommended amount of microplastics? <laughs> uh, well, I had a couple credit cards for dinner last night. Uh, that should hold me over. What did you name your credit cards? <laughs> I've never named a credit card. That's real weird, man. I thought that was like <laughs> a thing. Don't they come with names on them? I had Christine for a few years. <laughs> uh... Maybe our credit cards work differently, man. I don't know. <laughs> Just play guy who has no idea what fraud is the entire time. <laughs> no, I just get my credit cards out of the trash. Sometimes these weird boxes in front of people's houses. Uh, yeah, today we've decided to go uh, no format at all other than I think Adam wants to talk about the smiley face. Do you want to do that up front or do you want to do that later? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. I... Was just curious on its origin, really. Who got rich off it, if anyone did? What happened? I figured there had to be a story behind the smiley face. Is it the CIA made it so that they could profile people who were in a good mood? I mean, it could be. Like, it doesn't really have a clear origin, I think. I think there was one guy who kind of put his stamp on it. Was it the LG hat guy? Uh, His name's Harvey Ball. I thought you said bald for a second. I was going to be like, perfect hat guy. <laughs> he was more of a ball guy, actually, than a hat guy. <laughs> Bruce's father. He tried inventing a couple of sports, and he couldn't figure it out, so he did the smiley face. <laughs> no, that's not really it's it. It's got a round thing that's plausible. Right. Is that, that could be like the soul rubber thing, where he's like, he was just trying to make a ball really, really hard, and he got super mad, and he threw it against, <laughs> and like, Two chunks fell out that looked like eyes, and he gashed it, made a mouth, and he said, smiley face. Yeah. So I can history from there. I could just see him, like, holding a basketball. Like, With man, this isn't working hands. out. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just draws a line on it, and he's like, well, I guess it's not so bad. It's almost like Wilson. Starts talking to it. Puts a couple dots on there. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Where'd you get this information? <laughs> uh... But this guy, actually, he had his own design consulting firm, I believe. <laughs> I just kind of made the consulting part up right now. Well, I mean, um, it, part of it, if you have an advertising firm, part of it would be consulting. Yeah. I forget exactly what it was called. I don't have it pulled up right now. But he was a graphic designer, and he basically came up with a kind of a specific version of it. So I think it was around before that. It seemed like there, I think there was a radio station that used it as a a logo. To some degree, I think the smiley face might be one of those. We've kind of had it since we've had a rock. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like if you just do like an internet search on it, you're going to find stuff that's like 4,000 BC. And it does seem pretty credible. Like, yeah, that, well, one hundred percent, because you can <laughs> accidentally make a smiley face. Yeah, exactly. It's like all you really need is a couple dots for eyes and a line for a mouth. Boom, smiley face. Or you know, one dot. He got injured in a war. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't discriminate against our Cyclops brothers and sisters. It's true. So, <laughs> correct. And sisters, women can be Cyclops too. That's right. And they should be. We love women here. Single-eyed at women, UPC. specifically, <laughs> one-eyed bitches. <laughs> Famous one-eyed women, uh, Leela. I that might be. Isn't there a <laughs> no? Isn't there like? I want to say singing Sadie, but that's totally not it. But I'm pretty sure there's like some Western woman that was eye patched. Okay. Either that, or she ran like a brothel. <laughs> But either way, it was a Western thing. Other than that, I don't know too many. I feel like that would be an Eastern culture thing. The Cyclops? Or having just women, women in general being blind or having one eye throughout mythology. Hmm. In the West, what? They just threw them in the ditch. I just don't think just we forgot about them. Like, the only blind <laughs> bitch we got is fucking Justice. Yeah. And, you know, that that's it. We, I don't think we have anybody else that's... I think Leela's it, man. Yeah. Some underrepresentation there. Yeah. 
It looks like we just found a brand new market. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed that everybody who's ever tried to use Futurama for anything has had to stop for some years in between. Yeah. Do they have crazy licensing issues or something? No, they keep getting canceled by Fox for talking shit about Fox. Okay, yeah, that too. That's. Did you (laughs) watch the when they came out with the movies, like Blue Yonder and stuff? Um, I saw one of them, and then I played the video game, which was like a episode of Futurama. I haven't played the video game, but so the last four movies, all of the movies are like a story arc. They're an overarching thing, and they're actually they're two seasons. I thought they're either one or two seasons okay. of the show from while they were canceled. Okay. But when you watch the first movie, the intro is just them talking shit about Fox for canceling them. And then right after they made the movies, Fox picked them back up. <laughs> and then I think they got sold to uh, Adult Swim finally. Didn't pretty much Adult the Swim same. Or uh, Cartoon or uh, Comedy Central. Okay. Didn't the same thing happen to Family Guy? Is that like Fox's Fox thing? Fox cancels like every cartoon except for <laughs> The Simpsons for talking shit. And then they want him back. Well, they have to because that's money. Yeah. Fox tries to do this thing where they're like a fully independent badass. And then they're like, oh, but we're beholden to the entire purpose (laughs) of us, which is to make money. (laughs) All right. Well. Yeah. Anyway. Good for Fox. Smiley Lightening up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Harvey Ball. He, so his version, it was 1963. He was commissioned for, from an insurance company. State Mutual Life Insurance. I guess they're called something different now. Is um, that State Farm? No, they are now All America Financial Corporation. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound like a creepy shadow corporation at all. Yeah. Um, but he was commissioned to just create, basically run a campaign to raise morale among their employees it was like an internal thing gotcha and so he designed this smiley face which they put on like i guess buttons i think they had shirts and hats too they had like just different company swag basically is this the motherfucker that's the reason why we all wear fucking shit at wendy's (laughs) is this why we have to do this oh my god i've only got 11 pieces of flair today adam I don't know. Buttons were it definitely seems like buttons. They've gone up and down in popularity. Oh yeah, they've I regularly almost end up buying a button press. Yeah. And then I realized that if I gave people buttons, they would not put them on. They did like two days maybe <laughs> and then after that it'd be something that they would feel bad about throwing away, hopefully. Yeah. I feel like the 60s was a big button decade. There is a I good don't know, I 90s there. too. Yeah, I was going to say. 90s had a huge resurgence. And like you th- late 90s, early 2000s, I was going to say. I don't really know much about the early 2000s. <laughs> like, I don't. I was <laughs> in high forgot. school, like, doing my own Keelany thing. I paid zero attention to the outside world, and then I had to have a job to live, and I didn't pay it. I was in fucking Tucson with you. Yeah. Basically being as rowdy as I possibly could, <laughs> and then going to work at a Wendy's and or fabric store. <laughs> I don't. I remember it probably early two thousands ish. It seemed like they were pretty big, but I always just wonder if it's like you know my data skewed. That was just people I was hanging around or whatever. Yeah, I did because so I didn't know that like the horror pop punk scene existed at all until I was thirty. <laughs> Okay. Just because I had to like have a job and I was no longer I hung out with the exact people that would have told me that that existed. Yeah. But I just didn't during that whole like four year stretch that it was actually popular amongst those people. So now I listen to it like it's fucking brand new and I think it's fucking great. And everybody else thinks I'm old as fuck. (laughs) Information just travels different now, man. But it's cool that there's just a library of old stuff. Not even old stuff. It's like just a few years ago. You're like, well, what? that's what this show exists. This music exists. What is this? That's one of the great joys of living kind of in the middle of nowhere for a decade is I came back to like civilization yeah. and uh, everything's a nickel except for the stuff that I want, like housing. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you just get you're like, oh, my favorite band made nine albums while I was gone. Cool. Yeah. 
days, some people could be looking for a man. A man who can get things done. That man is you. Imbibe and I'm a man yeast byproduct liquid. <laughs> and never have a question again. Unicorp, the only choice for your future. Yeah, so Harvey Ball, I don't know if he was the button guy too. Probably not. <laughs> but he put the smiley face on a button. His particular design of the smiley face had a slightly offset smile. So it was never just like uh, a perfect the, it's arc. The smirk almost. Yeah, kind of. Or like a corner of the mouth would be just a little heavier on the ink. The eyes were also different sizes. So, uh, like, narrow ovals, but one larger than the other. Okay, so they look like a drug addict. Uh, It looks kind of natural, actually. I would say, like, when you first look at it, you don't even immediately recognize it. It's supposed to be, like, a charming thing. Yeah, the flaws. Yeah. It's actually the <laughs> Alfred E. Newman, the Mad Magazine guy, has yeah. this same kind of feature, I think. To make him look like kind of humorous, but also charming. Um, like his left and his right eye are misaligned. Like one's higher than the other. What you have just done is ruined me ever looking at that guy again. <laughs> Dude, just in general with faces, you, I feel like maybe you'll start to notice it. Because it's kind of rare, but some people actually do have like that oh, yeah. same misalignment. Fresno from... Uh, that's not his name. He was from Fresno, so we just called him Fresno. But uh, <laughs> he was in one of my independent studies classes in high school, and he had uneven eyes. And that would that was literally all I ever said to him. Yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, Fresno, your eyes are uneven." Anytime you try and talk to me, and he'd just <laughs> walk away. Yeah, because I was mean. <laughs> so that was 1963 that Harvey Ball did this. He was paid forty five dollars for his work, which I think it's like just short of four hundred dollars now. Okay, so that this was a a normal gig. Yeah, but different sources. I tried to see how long it took. Um, this one that I'm looking at right now, which is like the Smithsonian Magazine, so pretty good source. Uh, he completed it in less than ten minutes. Yeah, I was gonna says. say there's. It was either going <laughs> to be like seven weeks of intensive fucking. Uh, <laughs> Like, whatchamacallit, uh, when you put the thing in front of people. Oh, like a Rorschach? Consumer testing. Okay. <laughs> but there's an actual name for it. Like when you put them all in a room and you're like, consumer feedback. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just like months of that to get it perfect. Or he did it by accident. Did you ever do any of this? Oh, at the mall? Yeah, I Fucking got Fucking $10 to drink Capri Sun? I had like nine names. Because <laughs> it was, there was... You were able to start doing them when you were 14. Like, that was the youngest you could do them without your parents around. Okay. I remember them asking that. Yeah. So my mom worked at Sears, and one of the things that was a perk of working in the mall was they would just give you the stack for, like, the month of them so you could hook people up. You'd be like, oh, here's a fucking study. So I would go into my mom's room and look through that list and find all of the snack ones. And when I'd go to the mall to look for pot, basically, I would also (laughs) make my pot money at the mall by eating like cookies. (laughs) It's a circle of life. Oh, dude, it was great. There was, I peaked when I was like 12, 13. (laughs) I was the best. I forget what focus group. Is that the word you're thinking? Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I forget the focus group that I got pulled into. It was like some. I don't think it was a video game. I think it was a show. Like it was some kind of video thing. Like we watched something on a TV. In that really awkward like box. Yeah, it's yeah. like some weird back office. I only did one with my mom that was like the whole family had to go. It was like a three hundred dollar payout or whatever. Oh, but that's... my mom was making us lie about our opinions on stuff. Like it <laughs> fucking mattered. She's like, Don't give them real data. No, she was like I think she thought that if we gave negative responses, we wouldn't get the money. Oh, okay. But that's not a thing. Like, it says, it makes it very clear that you are specifically not supposed to do that on the paperwork. (laughs) Like, 
Because that's the opposite point of a focus group. That's how we end up with purple fucking ketchup. (laughs) I remember that purple ketchup. They still sell it. Do they? It's just not very popular. Like you get to, I think it's around five or six when you start expecting food to be the color that food's supposed to be. Yeah. Before that, it's all fun and games. Because like like, you don't know anything. You've never seen plants grow before. You don't know that they're supposed to be red. Yeah. I always think of Lost Boy food. The, oh, <laughs> the other Lost Boys. From Peter Pan? Yeah, Hook. see, I didn't, the ones from Specifically the Hook. Lost Boys was what came up, and I was like, <laughs> right. people? And that rotten Chinese food? Because <laughs> do you remember that scene from Lost Boys? I've never seen Lost Boys. Ooh, so Lost Boys, there's like this weird little part where the, because it's the older kids, the vampires, so it's like the older cool kids that are the vampires and they separate this guy and they're like trying to talk him into becoming a vampire. And yeah. he's like sitting there eating Chinese food with him in their cool ass beach hangout. <laughs> and I think he says something that pisses off the main guy and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll look down. And he's just eating a bunch of maggots. So that's what I thought when you said Lost Boys food oh, was wow. a, a Chinese okay. food thing full of maggots. And I was like, that's awful <laughs> i mean uh, kind of similar concept but the yes, evil version the imaginary paint yeah. food that is unbelievably appealing looking even though i guarantee you that all smelled like plastic yeah bangerang bangerang you could have just said that <laughs> been like that bangerang fruit <laughs> the older i get the more i like rufio which is unfortunate i haven't actually i did watch hook kind of recently i remember thinking rufio was cornier than i remembered but yeah rufio is cool i hated rufio like originally i was like this character is stupid there's no reason for him to be there but the older i get i'm like peter pan's the uh father who left everyone yeah and he's the guy who stepped up yeah i was "Hmm." gonna say i'm surprised that you didn't like rufio remember when i was a kid i was stupid (laughs) that's right that's (laughs) took a while now I like, I also didn't like his mohawk because it was like very obviously like fake. Was it? Yeah. I didn't look closely. When like, I so he it. has his hair shaved into a mohawk. Yeah, he has like a trihawk. Yeah, all of the red stuff is like a fucking cap. Yeah. That's why it looks perfect. <laughs> I do remember it being perfect. Yeah. I didn't look at the close detail last I... time looked up all of the makeup in that i i everything but watching that movie i like really yeah i just watched it a lot when i was a kid that was one of the like five approved movies at my dad's house because my dad's house was very strict my dad's house was probably a little less strict than your house but we weren't allowed to like watch over pg-13 if we were under the age of 13 oh yeah we weren't for sure like, we probably could have gotten away with it with things that were, like, my dad's favorites because, as always, the rules stick until, you know, they don't want to. <laughs> I feel like Hook was actually visually impressive, though. Yeah, that's one Parts of, of it. That I like every single thing except for actually watching the movie. Like, I'll watch still images. That shit's great. Like, I just got tired of <laughs> the storyline of the movie. Oh, like I, I just, see what you're saying. I thought you were just saying, like, visually, I didn't care for it. No, I'll visually, listen to the dialogue. it's amazing. <laughs> Everything else, like the dialogues, like the sound on that movie is even pretty good. Yeah, I think it's actually a surprisingly. Yeah, I just great fucking movie. watched it like two hundred fucking times over the space of like four years. Yeah, I did too. That was like there was a few movies that I did watch, and pretty often I would say, and Hook was one of them. It always turned into a weird thing where uh, I was never gonna win any battles over what movie we watched. Yeah. So it'd just be between two movies that I kind of liked one more than the other. But as a kid, I got tired of movies way faster than everybody else. So like, I watch a movie once, and that is enough for me to remember it till now. <laughs> but like, my sisters can all watch movies over and over again, or could back then. I don't know what they do now. But yeah. I don't think I could rewatch anything till I was in my twenties and enjoy it. Yeah, I I still don't really love rewatching stuff. I never really understood that. Like, I knew a lot of people that would watch the same comedy movie over and over. (laughs) Watched both the Life Aquatic and the entire Lord of the Rings series every single day for six years. Wow. I was there for a lot of it. It was some dedication. I mean, I have done that a little bit at times. Not every day. 
like you're saying. So I kind of get it, but yeah, I'm usually like one one viewing is good for me. Yeah. When I was living in uh the second year I did Flag Range, I managed to score my room a TV and I had like I was supposed to live by myself, but I got a roommate because somebody thought I threw a party, which is a different thing. I did not throw a party, but I got a punishment roommate, which was a good thing because that guy was fucking awesome. Like, they tried to punish me, and we were both like, let's just smoke and get wasted. <laughs> but uh, he bought a DVD player, and between the two of us, we just had, like, random MP4s. Not even in DVD format to auto-read. You had to, like, go through and run them as MP4s in the DVD player. <laughs> and, just the raw file on a disc. Yeah. Well, because you can fit, like, seven or eight movies. Yeah. And so we were just fucking doing that. So I we had, uh, what was it? Pitch Black, Gremlins 2, whatever the second Pitch Black movie is. Men in Black 1. And something fuck oh the man who fell to earth the original and David Bowie just continuously playing in our fucking room <laughs> and one of the things that we would do to fuck with each other is if the other one was like passed out like very obviously drunk we turn the fucking sound on because we had like we had long since gotten very tired of the sound and we just kept it running because we could yeah but yeah it's you just wake up with like all five of those movies jumbled into your head like, oh man this is real fucking real gremlins and big blackout monsters fucking david bowie was there but no like menus on it right because you have do no, you have any like menu music through to the next thing have you ever just ran a movie to where it goes to like the dvd menu oh, i have fallen asleep to <laughs> specifically he-man just one that will drive you insane Cause it starts with "Hey man," and it just goes and it's like that tune isn't even in the cartoon. Yeah, like it's just something they did for it. But like that, yeah, Vanilla Sky. Also, we were talking about that earlier. I have listened to that, I guess, opening sound clip. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some. There's got to be like probably two or three that I. It's like if I heard it, I'd just be like, oh shit, that's the. Incontinuity detection. Transition Back to the smiling face, though. So, yeah, that guy, Harvey Ball, I mean, sold his work. But then after that, I guess it just got even more popular. Because I think it had been around and was kind of like gaining popularity in the 50s. But he didn't trademark it or anything. So. Throughout the 60s, early 70s, other people were, like, making millions of dollars off of just selling merchandise that had smiley faces on it. Yeah. Because it was really popular at the time. He just got screwed out of all... I guess he didn't get screwed because he didn't do the thing he should have. He actually... So, I didn't find his full backstory, really, but it... He, like, he was running charities after that, after he left, like, the graphic design industry. So I kind of wonder if he maybe came from a wealthy family. Like, he didn't... Or he's just somebody that understands that he fucked up. (laughs) I don't think any of those people get credit throughout history at all. Like, people who just eat it, and they're like, yeah, I made a bad decision. Uh, Yeah, well, I did find stuff where he never even regretted it. He wasn't like, oh, man, should have done that. I I think he was actually like, no, I'm glad you shouldn't trademark something like that. This could be the same way of uh, when I got asked if somebody could patent an invention I came up with called dog nipples, (laughs) um, where... They asked if they could pay me money, like $50, because they were going to go and have somebody write up a patent just so that there was like no legal trouble in the future because they knew I didn't care about the idea. And I was like, you can make sure that I am never brought up in this at all if you start selling them. I don't want my name attached to this even a little. Okay. Well, now you have to explain dog nipples. Dog nipples (laughs) is just a vest with nipples on it for like dogs that are having overly aggressive uh, feeding. Oh, okay, so like a human can emulate the mother dog. No, so that the dog doesn't get eaten. I, have you ever seen what happens when like a dog has six to eight puppies chewing on its tits for five months? They get all they gnarly. get all fucked up. That's how yeah. you get those weird like sausage nipples and stuff. <laughs> so the entire idea is you build like a little vest that you can put on the mom and like, oh, okay. pull her for tits the dog. out for the puppies so they gotcha. don't destroy her. 
I thought it was like a vest that a human would no, wear. And like, pretty sure it's illegal <laughs> to have a dog drink human milk in that fashion. Like, I'm not sure where the law goes, and I'm not sure where eroticism would have to come into it for it to be illegal. But I think, especially in southern states, that would be completely not allowed unless you were doing it in your barn by yourself. Did you see that lady who was like? That shouldn't be anything that comes up after this. Yes. <laughs> She was on a flight and was, she was breastfeeding a cat, basically. I was going to say feeding it milk, but it, I mean, more specifically breastfeeding. There's a video of it. And the guy's like, you can't do that. And he's like trying to get the attention of I don't know that I would stuff. rat that woman out. I would probably be like, yeah. there's something wrong with this. Mostly because I don't know where cat consent lays. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, like, I don't know how it got so confrontational. Or well, why. so if it happened, <laughs> like, if this was the end of the world, and it was like a boy and her dog, except for it was a boy and her cat, or a girl and her cat, yeah, and they she breastfed the cat, I would completely be like, that's an ingenious way to keep your cat alive during the apocalypse. <laughs> like, I would full-on be on board with that. But on a plane in this setting, I don't think I would have had a problem with it unless she was like, oh, yeah. Well, I so, just would have been like, that's fucking weird. I'm going to ignore you. I think <laughs> I'd have to watch the video again, but I think she's also like, it's just my baby. And he's like, it's a cat. <laughs> this guy that's confronting her. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't say, I just would, it would have been marked in my brain as, oh, that's where we're at in society. And yeah. I just would have fucking kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Because I mean, best case scenario, it takes longer to get everybody off the plane because the fucking cops have to try and get a cat to delatch from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Anyways, uh, so you did you take that deal? Which deal? The invention deal, where they uh, wanted to buy to get paid fifty dollars to have nipples. absolutely nothing involved with it. <laughs> yes, and I have no idea what happened with any of that. Oh, okay. So for all I know, I got fifty dollars for no reason. I haven't gone and checked the patents. Isn't that what those um, call-in numbers used to be, too, that they'd show on TV that it's like, do you have an invention? Call. Yes, but <laughs> those are all weird scams. Yeah, where they those basically all... just take your idea. And yeah, like... it's it's my umbrella company. Yeah. Will, <laughs> we'll be on your side and fight for you for only 98% of any profits made at any point in time using this design even slightly. Yeah. But yeah, they just tried a new round of that. They have like a fucking, uh, are you a great inventor and nobody likes your ideas? <laughs> yeah. Just write every single one of them down on this sheet of paper and send them to us. It's like, <laughs> all right. It's almost the original clickbait in a way. Sort of. just of. like going, going straight for your emotions. It's like, do people hate your ideas? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> are you sad? Do you feel lonely at times? Is anyone in your life ever belittled you or made you cry? Not me. You've never even heard of me before. Come with me, the guy who didn't make you cry. <laughs> There's a cartoon of a guy chiseling a wheel from a stone right God now. Damn you it, have to trust in me. my head. Do you know what's hilarious? That guy with the stone chiseling looks like the little caesars guy in my head yeah mine too they Just... look way different in real life <laughs> they're they? completely different okay like one of them looks like a weird caveman and the other one looks like a cartoonized caesar yeah like they're not even dressed the same i i feel like they have the same shape though like the they same do head shape and sort of in shape. a profile and i think they are done in the same art style which is where I actually think that yeah, it, yeah. like tricks me. But in my head, yeah, those are the exact same characters. <laughs> I mean, they have some similarities for sure, but I wouldn't... Th yeah. yeah. One of them is very obviously Caesar, and the other one is <laughs> right. nameless caveman with large nose. Because I think they use that caveman still. Really? Yeah, he just got... I think he has like an orange vest now instead of just being black and white. It's not a vest, it's the woolly whatever. Huh. Yep, that's what America's done to all the children. <laughs> I couldn't fucking tell you what I learned in math class, but I know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, Harvey Ball called one of those numbers. No, he didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, twists. And then he invented the Hydron Collider. Specifically the Hydron Collider, not Super Colliders in general. Just that one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Did anybody ever fucking... I thought they were supposed to... Everyone was real scared about the last... 
Was it the Hydron that everyone was scared about turning on? Uh, I think it was, yeah, the Large Hadron Collider, or the Hadron. LHC. And what was that the one where they discovered the, uh, the bosons, the Higgs boson? Well, so the Higgs boson still in peer review, I think. But I do believe that that's where that data came from. Well, there's new data on that. So right? there's so the bos there's we I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah. There's new data on it in like splash screens. There's no new data on it in my fucking journals because this shit all came out like <laughs> five years ago. Yeah. Um, but because the boson's something I'm actually super into because once we do that, we can find the graviton and then we get our fucking anti-grav like. And anti-grav technology or just, like, gravitons in general using the same way we would use, like, Wi-Fi is fucking crazy. There's all kinds of weird shit you can do about it. But, so basically, they found enough proof to, like, start the Sigma process. So, yes, they've found proof to match everything. No, it hasn't been anywhere near peer-reviewed to the point where they're even into it. They're just really happy that they actually got data points that support it in the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, my understanding was that the newer data um, kind of conflicted with the previous understanding of the boson, like the data that they had collected like five years past or whatever. Yes, and that's so we're going through the peer review yeah. angle. And they're still really excited because it's not conflicting with one. It's So basically it's part it's of not, it held up. Well, it's not conflicting enough to change the equation, which means we still might be right. Huh, that's interesting. Because if it was conflicting like all the way and we were like zero data matched at all, we yeah. would obviously be completely off, which would mean that our entire like Newtonium system would be fucking wrong. Yeah. Which we got the model right, but we need to tweak the model. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier where I'm like, what if we just have the wrong base and it's supposed to be like yeah. 1.9 base or something really ridiculous? <laughs> Bad math. Do you think people think it's cool when we just talk about math? Uh, I don't know. I think math is cool. I know, so but we both think matters. math is cool. I just wonder <laughs> whether or not somebody's like, Keelan knows nothing actually about math, just kind of how to apply it. There's the conceptual side of math, and then there's the technical side of it, and like the ability to work out the operations and all that. I think the conceptual side is a lot more interesting. Yeah, that's the fun side. That's what I do with all science. I yeah. generally refer to it as wildly abusing theory. <laughs> I mean, that's how progress gets made. Uh, yeah. Do you know when the <laughs> many worlds theory was created? No. So the many worlds theory was established in 1930. Okay. So yeah, right? That's what happened in my head where I was like, why does everyone think this shit's new? By a pissed off scientist in a bar. You thought it would be later than that, like the 60s yes, or 70s? because of when we got it, because that's a pretty normal, like, yeah. when that started showing up in media, it was, like, treated like this was brand new fucking thing, and now that we have Marvel right. going on, we have millions of people that think that Marvel came up with the multiverse, <laughs> and it's like, nah, you're almost 100 years off there. Because I almost would have thought it was a little bit earlier. So I would have been in between there. And yeah. literally the only reason why that theory exists is because somebody wanted to just bullshit make up a theory to contradict somebody, which is a huge part of science. And nobody fucking brings that into it. It's like a lot of science back in the day was people that were just fucking opposing each other to oppose each other because politically and socially it was popular. Yeah, And because of the scientific method... It ended up helping. <laughs> if we didn't use the scientific method, it would have been bad. But we did. And we got rid of all the junk. Yeah. That there should be proof that science works real well. <laughs> that the guy in the 1930s that was pissed off drunk made a theory that's still a theory. <laughs> yeah. I Have they gotten rid of the Pac-Man theory? <laughs> What's that? That the actual universe just itself for a while... Uh, there's a fucking word for it. When Pac-Man goes off the end of the screen and comes back on the other side. Oh. Is it recursory? Uh. There's a maybe that would there's work. a specific word for it. But okay. uh Yeah, there's that's one of the like models of our actual universe is that the edge of the universe isn't yeah, actually loops. full expands. It's just start you just come back from the other side. I don't understand how that works in physics. <laughs> but I also don't understand how our massively extending universe works in physics. I just kind of have been told. 
Yeah, I, I can't really grasp it. It's one of those things where I just uh, I just have to believe that for a second and then maybe learn all the other things <laughs> that make that true. I don't know. That's like something I would have to do with certain math concepts where they're just, this is that. And you're like, what? Why? No. They're like, just just believe it for a second. <laughs> and then you like learn all the steps up to it. Yeah. And this works every time for some reason. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. That's fucking tricky. We were talking about this earlier. Every fucking kid who has ever said, when am I ever going to use a word problem in school? Misses the point of life. It's all <laughs> yeah. word problems. There is no situations in which somebody just walks up and boldly goes, if you would like $50, nine plus nine. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen. I never got that. There's a lot of just statements, um, sayings, oh, would you all like kinds to, of things would you like that to I, say a few? I just don't get. Well, this is one of them where people are like, when am I ever going to use this math? And it's like, there are just, there's an endless combination of things that could happen in the world. Yeah. <laughs> math is useful for all of it. Like, I what do you mean? I would only understand that as a proper statement. Yeah. If it was like a kid that was forced into some AP class where they were like, you absolutely have to learn this, even though you're uninterested in it. I think just because it's framed all crazy, it's like a dog starts running forward at 15 miles an hour, 20 feet away at an angle of 35 degrees, a rabbit appears. And that's when people are like, what am I going to be in that situation? You're in that situation all the time. You just don't plug those numbers into it. <laughs> right. That's the only situation you're ever in. That's just a dog seeing a rabbit that's all you just ignore the numbers at first that's you walking down the street yeah and then you as a curious human being assign those numbers because you needed to find something out <laughs> i'm assuming it's whether or not the dog braked fast enough to stop the collision with the rabbit pretty much yeah uh, if the dog's gonna catch the rabbit is that an actual equation you remember from school yeah it's a calculus problem involving that that's insane <laughs> Because uh, that's we've talked about this as well a lot. I'll cut out how many times I say we've talked about this, but <laughs> how much easier it would have been to get me to do math homework if they just put the instructions for a railgun on the wall. <laughs> and we're like, all right, you need to learn this, this, and this to build that railgun. I would have been like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I would have been four fucking years old, just cracking the books. Till the like abacus left and right, till I got that shit mastered, and then I'd have a tiny little fucking railgun, and then I'd feel bad because it would have taken long enough that I was against building weapons at the end. Yeah. If they just made education more like a video game. Or even just actually tailored to the children. <laughs> yeah. Like just even mildly. <laughs> I got a better education, like a better standard education being in special ed. <laughs> I got a little bit more. Uh, keep going. <laughs> but what do you have? Oh, I'm just going to bring jumped around. foot fetish. <laughs> All right. We'll wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the smiley face, Harvey Ball never trademarked it. Seemed like he never regretted it. Went on to have charities, the World Smile Foundation. Um. Was that the dentist thing? Uh, this here, it just says it donates money to grassroots charitable efforts that otherwise receive little attention or funding. That sounds like a scam. <laughs> it could be. I, d I mean, I will refrain from saying that that's a scam, but that sounds like the perfect blanket thing to make somebody go, huh, and ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he never did anything with it. As far as trademarking it or whatever, trying to directly profit. He had his charities. But in the 70s, there was a French journalist. His name is Franklin Lufrani. He started using a version of the smiley face within the news. And it was for like, uh, they had like a little good news section. You know how gotcha. the news will do that. Oh, here's something to smile about. Yeah, here's something to placate the masses. We've just <laughs> been showing you dead bodies for years. <laughs> exactly. He was using it in the paper. That was 1972 and trademarked it. 
Uh, I'm not exactly sure how the process works, but he went on to like trademark it in other countries as well. Yeah, I have no idea how any of that works. That's like that is one of my like big blind sites that I intend on fixing is actually <laughs> understanding how inventions come to be in other countries. Because yeah. I mean, China. Right, I know it's they super have like a fucking version of everything we have as right. technologically advanced in their own patent system. Yeah, and I know even American companies can't do much about it because I know they get upset about it and they'll try to sue these companies that are like replicating their technology and they really can't. Yeah, that's got to be like the biggest fucking <laughs> jerk off ever is you go through all of the espionage trouble to get somebody's fucking patent and design and then you don't have the skills to build it. <laughs> yeah. That's why the shout out to Renee. It's my fucking favorite thing. Because people, we had the guest chef thing. So it was like oh, eight yeah. people in the kitchen. And he's like right up. <clears throat> he is closer to us than we are now. Like he's like two or three feet away. Okay. And he's like talking all nice and stuff. And every once in a while, somebody would be like, oh, how do you make this? And he'll full on give you all of the ingredients, how much like everything you need to make it. And afterwards, almost every time somebody will be like, aren't you worried to like give away your secret recipe? And he's like, no, that fucker doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> like they can know everything that goes in a computer but i don't know how to build a computer yeah if they go and put the effort into learning how to do that because of this great that's perfect that's a beautiful world yeah so yeah this dude that trademarked it in the 70s i don't think he immediately got super rich off of it but he did trademark it in over 100 countries and this became like his main deal he was just making smiley face products, art, shirts. Does he own LG? Not the phone company, but the hat company? Uh, nothing I see here indicates Life's that. Life's Good is the name of the actual company, I think. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's the smiley face hats. I don't think he does that. Because those no. are a specific thing. Yeah. I want to say those were originally made for like charity, but I could be way off on that. Yeah, I kind of remember that as well, but I'm not sure. But what seems to have really been profitable for them, uh, his son, Nicholas Lufrani, in the 90s, uh, made official emoticons, like, of the smiley face, you know, doing different gestures. I didn't realize and... we got a piece of that action. Yeah. I thought that was all Japan. Well, so they basically licensed it. So p then people started creating other emoticons at, that were yeah. based off of those. But I think they I received also might a be small. Wrong about emoticons versus emojis. Yeah, I know there is a difference. And so this kind of sent me on a, a little bit of a rabbit hole uh, last night where I just started to think, well, where, yeah, what was the first emoticon and emoji, and, like, what's the difference? I'm pretty sure, well, the difference between them is one of them is text, and the other one is a picture. Right. Emojis and... were specific, like, you can go and look up the meanings of emojis, like, what they're actually supposed to mean, and we don't use them at all. So that was one of the things I found was a post from the 80s, and there was one from the 90s, too, that was... Japanese people talking to each other on forums and yeah. th they were like oh these are the first emojis and they were little kind of Kirby looking things like with the wavy arms yeah. and like the mouth and stuff because I think the guy who did the or the guy the company that was the, the leader of the crew that put it together that made all of the modern emojis during that also did some form of uh, cataloging old emojis and put together like, the only complete catalog of emojis we have. What? That's awesome. I want to see that. I'm sure it's <laughs> on the there. emoji website, because that's how I know that we don't use emojis right. Because some of them, you're like, that's what that is? I don't think that's what that is. I know you made it, but <laughs> I think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I. So, going down that path, though, I actually found stuff from the 70s that people were using on this system. It was called Play-Doh. It I was, know of Play-Doh. Yeah, it's like Why a very famous that? early computer system. Uh, one of the first online computer systems. Was too. it in War Games? Might have been. I've never seen War Games. So they uh, they sold mainframes that you would then hook up to like terminals on like a college campus. Or I a, love the fact that you just said a sentence that 
30% of the country no fucking idea what it does. <laughs> like, they know what both of those things are and that they go together, but they have no idea how. Yeah. Well, I mean, the even the definition of them gets yeah, kind of weird and blended. Yeah, like, dude. the modern-day mainframe concept is so weird. It's, IBM's I'm amazed- still selling mainframes, by the way. Like, they don't... make certain hardware and like consumer stuff but the mainframe is still out there but people even debate like the definitions of like is that a mainframe is that a server like (laughs) yeah that's one of the reasons why i'm very surprised we don't have the term like secondary motherboard yeah (laughs) or like okay or terminal chip okay you just fucking call it all the motherboard man just calm down so play-doh was mostly used on college campuses and its purpose was to deliver the first kind of computer lessons like they actually have cool graphics i saw one that i think was used in a lab setting and it had like an image of like a flask that was it's like pixel art you know it's not super advanced but it's like oh that's accurate and informative have you seen type in off-road racing for the commodore 64 i think this is the closest to first full 3d game i have ever seen it okay. might yeah it's this is almost i equate this to like road rash kind of graphics where you're yeah, like going for, down a road for so playing that game it's a little different that game actually has like the camera moves and shit oh okay so when you're going around corners it actually almost makes a 3d scape that's why i say it's an almost 3d game that was like one of the most impressive things i've and i think i saw that when i was like eight or nine yeah, even the shading and stuff, I can tell how this would kind of start to look 3D. I'm just looking at still images of it. It's not a very fun game. <laughs> it's just, it was real impressive. So Play-Doh, there were students on Play-Doh even communicating with each other because you could send messages. Yeah, That seems like the earliest, at least digital uh, kind of emoticons that I could find. And then before that, it was... Wilson. <laughs> yeah. It was that and guy making balls. <laughs> Full circle, man. Um, but the Lufranis are still at it. They're basically the official holders of the trademark and everything. They have, I think it's called the Smiley Corporation. So that was the other thing. That um, sounds evil as fuck. <laughs> it does. We're part of the Smiley Corporation where we always have a smile, never frown. And then, like, a slow piano starts. Yeah. They list, I think it's just Wikipedia, I saw it. They just listed, like, the number of employees and the, I think it was, like, their revenue for that year. And it was, like, 40 employees, $400 million. Jesus like, fucking what? Christ. So it kind of seems like mostly just this one family. The Lufranis are just, like, making bank off of this thing. They were also involved in a... Coup? <laughs> yeah, against a very sad-faced country. <laughs> oh, uh, <is> France? <laughs> with uh, Walmart. They were in a lawsuit with Walmart. Oh, over, yeah. Remember when Walmart that. tried to, like... Just yeah. use the smiley face as their logo. They didn't just try to; they still have it. It's a different, it's a legally distinct smiley face. Do they still do yeah. it? Because it breaks down deals and it like bounces and shit. But yeah. it has like full human eye; like it's got a pupil and shit. Oh, okay. I haven't seen a. I haven't seen like a Walmart commercial or. I don't think I've been. I honestly. In a while. They could have won some lawsuit because I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a Walmart commercial and it was like a bounce back price thing and it was. Maybe 10 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, that was my exact <laughs> yeah, thought. I'm like, like, I know that smiley I've face. I've been in a Walmart more recently than I have seen a Walmart commercial. And yeah. I haven't been in a Walmart since a pandemic started. Which is kind of happy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't went... like going into Walmarts. They make me real uncomfortable. They if are. I want to go into an uncomfortable big box store, I choose Target. Even though they're a little more on the uh, evangelically sexist thing. <laughs> Dude, going to a small town Walmart, too, oh, is like a weird cultural dude. experience. Jackson had a Kmart. That was still. it. No, it's gone. It, they got rid of it, I think, right after I moved back. But yeah, they're pretty. So Jackson has like a lot of money that you wouldn't expect living in it. So 
like you're just saying like undercover rich guys no it's just like this amount of this family that owns this much of this business has property there they're not physically there that place is dystopian nightmare but yeah there's a lot of like tech dudes yeah well yes there's lots of that so there's a lot of like there's not allowed to be a walmart there Right. Because yeah. they're trying to preserve their Well, enough of the families that are against the Walmart have enough sway to not have a Walmart in there when really the people who stay like I'm against Walmart as much as anybody else, but a three dollar like fucking sheet. Yeah. Instead of a forty dollar sheet when you live in a fucking place where milk is five dollars a gallon <laughs> right. saves your ass some fucking money. Yeah. That place is crazy. I can't yeah. wait until it's fucking I have a theory that that will be the first fully automated city in the country or Walmart. town in the country. No, Jackson <laughs> Hole. I could see it. It's small enough to make it feasible and there's yeah. enough money. They also have this wonderful thing that they can do for infrastructure where they have two off seasons a year. So they can literally shut down the town to put in infrastructure. It's one of their favorite things to do is road work during the winter. See like really cold, miserable people <laughs> moving really slowly and you're like, I wonder if this would have gotten done faster in three months. <laughs> yeah, one is, I mean, there. I guess there are obvious times to do road work, but like even well, in Arizona. We live in it. I was going to say, we live in Arizona. It's almost year round here. Yeah. It's really, really, really like anytime I see somebody be like, oh, we're not doing this because it's cold. I get mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, dude, put on a jacket. But there's a good six months where I feel like it's just too hot to even be working, but people do it. And yeah, I'll, do you remember when we were in grade school? Um, mostly. <laughs> there was PE no matter fucking what. And yeah. then in middle school, if it was over 100 degrees, we magically didn't have PE anymore. Like that first six years, we for no, like just didn't respond to heat. Yeah, I was just telling Rachel stories too about how we had to run the mile every Friday. Like, uh, did you have to run the mile every week? <laughs> so she wouldn't have had to anyway. That was only the dudes. Well, that was the thing she asked me too. The girls only had to do it every month. Well, she was like, and was that a thing where the the boys had to run, but the girls didn't? And I was trying to think. I think in elementary school, everyone did. And then in middle in school. In elementary school, we only ran the mile once a year. Really? And everybody, yes. Because I tried to get out of it every year. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? I, ha- I walk more than anybody I fucking know, and I cover more ground than anybody <laughs> I know. And I will not run a fucking mile unless there is a cop behind me. Yeah. Like, and even then, like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, it's that shit drives me insane. But so Greenway Middle School, it was girls only had to do it every f- uh, once every month, and it was either the beginning or the end of the month. And then boys had to do it every Friday, which was already like, I was in my punk rock stage far enough at that point in time in my life to be like, that's bullshit. What are you guys doing? That's sexist as hell. And then they'd be like, why? Because we make you run more. And they'd be like, no, because you think women are weak. And that just turns into shoo the boy away before he makes valid points in front of adults. (laughs) But so me and another kid every Friday would bring sack lunches to school. Because our PE teacher would make everybody line up against that fence to the basketball. Because after the mile, it was free play basketball. Like, supposedly it was free, whatever. (laughs) But all there was was basketball. Yeah. So he would make everybody stand in a line at that fucking fence. And he wouldn't let anybody play basketball until everyone was done. And it was supposed to, like, pit everybody against the kids who walked. Yeah. But... I love being loathed to some degree. Like, it's not... <laughs> Boo me, you stupid yeah, children. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you've seen, have you seen The Princess Bride? Yeah. All right. So the scene that's the dream where she's, like, getting married to Humperdinck. Yeah. And that old lady's like, you sound! You could do that to me all day. And I would be like, thank you. Just, just fucking just lather it on me. Your hate is my lotion. But so me and this other kid would bring our sack lunches. And a couple times we actually ran... But we would stop right at the finish line and sit down and eat. (laughs) And we would eat our whole fucking lunch because the next period was lunch. So we could do whatever we wanted all lunch and didn't have to sit there and eat. And we would do that every day for about five months (laughs) until one day somebody threatened to beat the living shit out of me. And I laughed so fucking hard that they hit me. And after that, everyone got to play fucking basketball whenever the fuck they wanted. (laughs) 
I do wonder. I'm like, man, is PE or gym class still just the most racist, sexist, like <laughs> physically I abusive environment? I hope not. <laughs> that is the exact thing. Is like, as far as I agree with PE being a class. Yeah. Like 100% physical education and making sure that, especially nowadays, we have a culture where it's easy to sit down forever. Yeah. So having like, 45 fucking minutes a day where you do something active is fine yeah of course. what i don't like is when i got out of pe what did they make me do they made me go sit in a room with all of the kids that were in trouble for being late and fucking write paperwork <laughs> like i had to do packets on football game theory <laughs> fresh or like i think it was because i had pe freshman year and i got out of pe because of my itp sophomore year yeah so i had three fucking years that they required me instead of actually learning something that i would use to fill out packets on sports in a room with people that are in trouble like literally putting me in a position where i am treated like i am in trouble yeah because of a blood disorder which granted i was praying for a blood disorder for many years so i didn't <laughs> have to go to pe and i don't take it back it was the best thing that's ever happened to me but it's still ridiculous that that's that's the state of our actual education we're like okay we can't legally make him do this so we're just gonna fucking torture him like the point of pe is not to understand football yeah that's not the point i'm surprised they didn't make you the mascot or something oh they would not. i would have loved that <laughs> me in a suit anonymously running around the school that would have been, I, as an adult, dressed as a pizza many times for fun. Like, it's great. Everybody loves mascots except for the other team's mascot. And even that guy, kind of fun to fuck with. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, our time. I feel like we've done a lot of sprawling. Oh, yeah, we're way over. I didn't tell you the conclusion to the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, the lawsuit just lasted 10 years, and then they settled out of court. <laughs> so... <laughs> And that was the lawsuit over fucking Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. <clears throat> and this guy, uh, Lou Frowney, who had the rights, the trademark rights to a, at least a version of the smiley face. So, oh. so how I, much it, time do you think it would take us to just make every permutation of the <laughs> smiley face that is outside of the current trademark and just trademark all of them? Um, I don't know. I think with quantum computing... We could get there. It is a good question because I I feel like I could just endlessly make different yes, versions. Yes, but at some point in time it would be useless because they have to be close enough that somebody might accidentally use one so you could sue them because otherwise, like, I'm not right. putting the money into starting a shirt company unless <laughs> I want to. Yeah. I will trademark stuff. Unfortunately, we do now live in a world where, when we, do you remember when we were kids how, like, doing all, like, that's the cheater's way out. Like, that's just the way now. Yeah. That's there's you got to get ahead. Fuck. But we vote. I feel like America has also always had this vibe of like, you need to follow all the rules unless you find the most clever way to not follow the rules. And then we love you. We do 100 <laughs> percent do this thing where we love our criminals that are good at it. Yeah. Which I personally we've talked. I love crime. Like if yeah. you impressively rob me. Like, if some dude came up and instead of, like, just punching me in the face and took my wallet, like, he had, like, a top hat on and did some sleight of hand and then at the end of it, like, pulled my wallet out of his pocket and was like, see ya, fucker. I'd be like, fucking fair play, man. Weird magician just fucking robbed me. I'd get home. They'd be like, where's all your money? I'd be like, the best fucking thing happened on the way home. I got, it only cost, what, $25 and some time for a personal magic show. Yeah, you're just like, God damn it, but I gotta hand it to you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fucking sometimes, because that would happen uh, when I was working at Sprouts for that very small amount of time, because we had the trash can had to be locked, because, you know, we hate homeless people, and we're a yeah, fantastic They culture. shouldn't eat our trash. <laughs> they shouldn't eat our completely good food that we throw away and, you know, do mostly for tax purposes. Yeah. Um, but people would get in there and like one of the things that I'm supposed to be mad about is when they get in there, but almost every time they got in there, I was like, Hmm, clever girl. Like you, <laughs> you fucking killed it. You weren't even on camera. There are 12 cameras. How did you do that? Yeah. Well, should we say goodbye? I think we should say goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by two people who are tired of your shit. 
Thank I you. mean, goodbye. <laughs> Later. Because basically they're trying to make a time machine window. And they're, they're obsessed with seeing when Christ was born, which for some reason they can do. Or not when Christ was born, when Christ was born.